0: Hello there, And welcome into the Gridiron Gamers Podcast for week 13 of the fantasy football season. I am your self-appointed host, the Boston Tea Party. Oh boy, what a great week that was. The Pats beat the Bills. As is, of course, the tradition. I won a grid to finish the season with double-digit wins. And I snuck into the playoffs in Bush, even though I lost. Uh, But really, I should have won. Fucking Steelers can't give Bell three yards! I mean, like, come on! It's three goddamn yards! Christ almighty! Sorry, Stafford almighty. Uh, but I digress. With this week being the final week of the regular season, I not only finished first in the standings, but I also finished first in points scored for the season, so... Come, bow before your king! Bow, your shits! <laughs> okay, let's move on to the week 13 recap. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone, and another one gone. Another one bites the dust, hey. Alright, so at first, the Tigers were a bunch of pussy ass campers as Kyle beat Scott. Uh, Even though Scott had good games of Jamal Williams and 8th round pick Justin Tucker, they were enough to overcome Keenan Allen and Alex Smith. Uh, Smith put up 44 points this week because I dropped him this last week in uh, Bush League. You're welcome for that, Kyle. And Scott. Even if you think Crowder's fumble on the punt return shouldn't count against him, he still would have got blown out, so please don't use this as an excuse. Uh, with this win, Kyle played the role of Spoiler perfectly as he knocked Scott out of the playoffs. Uh, well, maybe now Scott can repeat as Constellation champ, aka the toilet bowl bracket. Next up, the bell whined as Mike beat John. John's Patriots didn't put up many points for him, despite the Patriots blowing out the Bills. Uh, this hurt him since Tevin Coleman also lost his job uh, to Freeman, so he couldn't compensate for the low Patriot scores. Meanwhile, Mike had huge games out of Kelsey and Bell. Bells, 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 Bells. Uh, even with the Chiefs putting up negative 4, uh, Mike was still able to crush John. Uh, with this win, Mike was able to clinch a playoff spot. And uh, despite losing, John was also able to sneak into the playoffs. Uh, tune in next week for the rematch between the two with even bigger stakes. Now we had Dosky win thanks to his Sugget buy. Uh, Dosky got the second lowest score of the week and was able to get the win solely because he was playing Sugget. Also, because of this win and some nutty ass tiebreakers, Dosky was somehow able to sneak into the playoffs. Okay, on to some better scoring matchup. It's time for the results of the sixth annual—well, not annual, but the sixth Cactus Bowl. The first matchup of the Cactus Bowl featured Rivers having no mojo, as Nick beat Mackey. Nick won this week despite Tyra Taylor putting up only three points. That's what you get for starting Tyrod against the pass, Nick. I told you. Uh, he did, however, get good games out of Kenyon Drake and the Ravens' defense. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! If Nick wins the championship because of his special teams, I will lose my mind. Uh, meanwhile, Mackey thought he could beat Nick with just Camara, so he decided to bench Antonio Brown. Not a great plan. In addition to benching A. B., he also benched Henry, who had 24 points. In fact, Mackey's bench nearly outscored his starting roster. Despite this questionable start sit decision, Mackey was able to clinch a. Ball. <laughs> since Nick uh, didn't beat him by 60 points or more. Nick, however, did manage to secure a playoff spot. Uh, so he's got that going for him. Which is nice. However, neither of these teams scored enough to win the Cactus Bowl. The final matchup of the Cactus Bowl features Yurks truly taking on Romano. Romano got off to the hot start during the 1 o'clock games, with Tyreek and Fernet having HUGE games. Meanwhile, I had Gronk with a big game, but Stafford was suffering from stigmata and had his hand hurt. I came back during the 4 o'clock games with uh, Marshawn Ingram and. Yeah, so uh, Marshawn Ingram and Flash all had big games. Uh, so I had a 60 point lead heading into Sunday night with Mar- Romano still having Wentz, Juju, Graham, and the Steelers D. Fortunately, Wentz and Graham had average games on Sunday night. And then on Monday night, Juju and Steelers did nothing, meaning that I won the Cactus Ball, MOTHERFUCKERS! Cactus, cactus, cactus. I am a cactus. Cactus, cactus, cactus. All I do is like some cactus. This loss also knocked Ramona out of the playoffs. That's what you get for beating me by .28 in Bush League, you dick. Alrighty, so last week I took Kyle, Mike, Dawski, Mackie, and myself to win, meaning I went 4-1 on the week. Uh that means I have finished the regular season with a forty-eight and seventeen record. I also went one one in cactus bowl predictions. All in all, uh not too shabby if I do say so myself. Okay, so moving on to player movement. Uh there are no trades again this week. Everything's for sale, my friend. Think you can barter with me like one of those damned shopkeepers. And I'm uh still not sure why I'm surprised by this. Uh no good waiver moves any either. Uh but uh just to give some perspective onto the two trades that were made this season. For the Carlos Hyde for Des Bryant trade between Dosky and Mackey, Hyde scored 71.1 points for Dosky, while Des scored forty two point three points for Mackey. Uh unless Des has a huge couple games in the playoffs, it looks like Dosky may have won that trade. And then, for the Korean Hunt for Antonio Brown trade between Scott and Mackey, Hunt scored sixteen points for Scott, while it <laughs> Wow <laughs> uh, uh, Okay. Uh well, Antonio Brown scored seventy one points for Mackey. God damn! Yeah, uh, seventy one. That and that's not including the game that Mackey benched him. Uh, I think it's safe to say that Mackey may have won that one. <laughs> okay, so now on to the final playoff push of the season. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I finished him first with a ten and three record. Uh, Mackie came in second at 8 5 to get the second bye. Nick came in third at 8 and 5. Mike came in fourth at 8 and 5, uh, thanks to the tiebreakers. Uh, meanwhile, John finished fifth at 7 and 6. And then uh, here's where it gets a little messy. So, Dosky, Mono, and Scott all finished with a 6 and 7 record. However, Scott beat Romano, Romano beat Dosky, and Dosky beat Scott twice. Uh, I guess since Dosky had like two wins over Scott, NFL ranked him first out of those three meaning that Dotsky was able to sneak into the playoffs at 6 and 7, despite not being higher than the 8th seed in the standing all year. Uh, that means that Romano and Scott are in the loser's bracket with, uh, Kyle and Suggett. Some crazy shit right there. I mean, like, Dotsky might just Eli Manning's way to another ship. Like, can't let that happen. Alright, now it's time for the playoff projections. To me. He says in parentheses Don't be shocked when your history book mentions me I will lay down my life if it sets us free Eventually you'll see my ascendancy And I am not thrown away, nah, shot, shot. I am not thrown away, nah, shot And yeah, shot. I'm just like my country I'm young, scrappy, and hungry And I'm not... Okay, so this week we only have two games, so I'm going to give a rundown of those games first and then just uh, kind of fill in the rest of the bracket. I'll do the same for the constellation bracket. I'm sorry, uh, the losers bracket next week. All right, so first we have the three-seed Nick taking on the six-seed Dosky. Wow. Dosky has some tough matchups with uh, Wilson at Jacksonville, Hyde against Houston's Rendy, and Diggs at Carolina. Meanwhile, he has Earth in the concussion protocol right now, so he might not even be able to play. Uh, Luckily, he still has Greg the Lake. (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, Nick can throw in Matty Ice against New Orleans, then he has Shady at Indy, which is also really good. After that, he's got a lot of tough matchups though, with uh, Gurley against Philly, Robbie Anderson at Denver, and uh, Damaris Thomas uh, with Simeon as his quarterback. Like, Landshry at New England is probably the better play there, but uh, Bill's probably going to have a double-covered all game. Having said that, both teams will probably go off because it's fantasy football, so uh, fuck your expectations. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go chalk in on this one, I'm going to take Nick to win. Second matchup of the week has uh, the 4-seed Mike taking on the 5-seed John. Uh, feels like I was just reviewing this matchup. So John has a lot of good matchups this week uh, with the pass taken on Miami, uh, Hopkins at San Fran, Winton at the Giants, and Jordy at Cleveland who might actually be able to do something this week since it's against Cleveland. Mike meanwhile has some good matchup too with uh, Cooks at Miami, Carr against KC, uh, Kelsey at Oakland, and Bell against the Ravens D which I don't think is nearly as good as their passing defense. Might want to switch out the Chiefs D uh, since he has Carr going up against him right now. So just kind of limits his ceiling there. Ultimately, though, I think it comes down to whether or not Brady can put up 40 points on Monday night because the rest of John's team isn't that strong. Brady might be able to do that, but he'll probably be benched around 38. So uh, I'm going to take Willis' one here. So to recap that, my uh, playoff picks for round one are Nick and Willis. Okay, so uh, looking forward to the rest of the bracket. uh, Just as a preliminary thing right now. You feel free to make your own bracket in the comments. Uh so just looking forward now, uh that would mean that I would play Mike next week and Mackie would play Nick. NFL won't let me see who everyone plays next week without clicking on each player individually, so that's just pain in the ass, so I'm gonna kinda wing this. So I'll be getting Gronk back next week, and uh Bell would be playing New England, and I think Bill would kinda take him away, so uh that's gonna hurt Mike, so I'm gonna take myself to win. In the other matchup I would have Mackie taking on Nick. Uh Mackie would have Antonio Brown against New England, who kind of normally gets shut down by Butler. And then, uh, but he has Camaro against the Jets to to kind of balance that out. Uh, Nick is going to have Shady at Miami and Gurley against the Seahawks. Uh, Oh yeah, that's going to be pretty nice for him. Uh, I'm going to take Nick to upset here because uh, I don't want Mackie to have Zeke in the ship. Uh, So that would mean that it would be me playing against Nick for the ship. And uh, I would just pray to Stafford and get the win. So uh, yeah, as of right now, I'm just going to take myself to win the ship. Uh, no idea if any of, like, th- these, uh, predictions are actually gonna pan out, but, uh, I hope they do. Yeah, so feel free to comment with, uh, your, uh, bracket prediction in the comments. Uh, most accurate bracket wins, uh, well, nothing. But you get to say that your bracket was the best, uh, so there's that. Okay, so thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, it's playoffs, boys! This is why we play fantasy football right here. For the chance to beat your friends by picking football players to do all the work for you. If you win, you can say that you're the best player picker of all your friends. It's the greatest thing in the world. Also, Mackey and Willis, you owe me. You still me for Bush League. A happy playoff season to you all. Until next time. Gentlemen. Suck my dick. I can lead with pride. I can make a strong. I'll be satisfied if I play along. But the voice inside sings a different song. What is wrong? Tradition. I can't do the Canadian voice. <laughs> Canadian, I can't do the Canadian voice. Uh, come, bow before your king. Ah, oh, I should just put this in right now. Okay, fuck it. Also, I was totally dance like Joe while listening to the final countdown. Just a little FYI. You heard the hand, the king's too fat for his armor. Go find the breastplate stretcher. Ow!